Welcome to the JPR Group Podcast, brought to you by the JPR Group of Baird Private Wealth Management. We're dedicated to bringing our clients, colleagues, and centers of influence the latest in wealth strategies, ideas, and information to keep you informed and confident. Also, listen in on conversations with industry leaders and interesting people from around the country that are changing the landscape of their businesses. This is the JPR Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the JPR Group Advisor Roundtable. I'm Drew Ritchie, and I have with us today Mike Jennings, Josh Marson, and Andrew Boyles. We're excited to be coming back to you again this month. We do have many important announcements that we're going to make. We're going to uh, hear uh, economic and market outlook update from Josh and Mike today. Of course, there's a lot going on, and uh, looking forward to hearing their remarks on uh, just kind of on the breadth of everything that's happening out there. Uh, And and then Andrew, at the end of today's discussion, has some updates on planning strategies that we think are very pertinent to our clients, uh, to friends of our clients, and uh, just more important than ever uh, to be exhausting all of your planning options. So look forward to, to what Andrew has to say on that. Wanted to provide a quick update on the current um, current status of our office um, with COVID. Of course, every everyone knows we've been closed for all associates other than a, a skeleton crew since March. And beginning next week, we're going to begin our phase two reopening. So what phase two is for the JPR group are we're going to be functioning in two teams. So um, every week uh, there will be a different team on site so that uh, in, in the event that one of us has an exposure or, um, you know, at, at worst, uh, comes down with COVID, we will have a team that can step in and run the office. So we're going to begin rotations next week. We've split thoughtfully into two groups based on our roles and responsibilities within the team. And we're just excited to get back. So our, our advisor team, uh, the four of us here, plus Sean Perry, have not been at the office uh, since March. We've been having all of our meetings via video calls, WebEx, um, and over the phone. So we're excited to get back in the office. Um, Unfortunately, phase three is going to be when clients are welcomed back in the office. We're not sure exactly when that's going to be. It's looking like first of October, we're hoping. Uh, And at that point, it will also be a very limited capacity. So uh, stay tuned. It's all subject to change and it's month by month, but we're excited that next Monday we do begin our phase two reopening. Wanted to give an update on our client picnic. So we've been putting that in our newsletter uh, that we have canceled uh, the picnic and our fall fish fry as we normally have them. But on October 1st, we are going to be having uh, what we're calling a drive-through picnic. So we're going to provide a great meal, very similar to what we've had before. We're going to have ice cream and all the treats. And our service team has just been going above and beyond on preparing for that event. It's going to be October 1st. It's going to be at Ironwood Farm, exactly where we've had, where we've had our client appreciation picnic the last couple of years. Um, but it is going to be a little different um, because we won't be getting out of our cars uh, we'll just be seeing everyone, saying hi, serving you a meal, and then sending you on your way. So that's going to be limited to the first 200 people that respond. Be looking for the invitation in your email over the next couple of weeks. Um, so we are excited about that. 
The last thing I want to give an update on is our live capital market outlook event. It's the, it's the event that we have every three months, uh, MRI's banquet room, and we've had to do that virtual for April and July. Our next event is planned for October, and at this point, it doesn't appear that there's really any way that we can host uh, nearly 100 people for a live lunch event. So that will most likely be virtual. We haven't made the call or coordinated all of the scheduling for that. You'll see that in your newsletter um, in, in the weeks to come. So wanted to provide an update on those events. Um, without uh, anything else from me, I'm going to turn it over to Mike. And Mike has some some thoughts on the current state of the economy and the capital markets. Mike? Thanks, Drew. Uh, as we think about the markets, the economy over the past five and a half months, uh, I'm reminded of the Charles Dickens classic, A Tale of Two Cities, uh, where it begins, uh, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Uh, in the first quarter of this year, uh, in the market, it was the worst of times. Uh, the market was, uh, the first quarter of this year was one of the 10 worst quarters in the last 100 years. In the second quarter of this year, uh, it was one of the 10 best of quarters in the last 100 years. So in the market, uh, we saw the, the market decline sharply uh, from February down through about the end of March. Uh, and then we've seen a, a very strong recovery uh, since bottoming out, uh, reminding us and reminding our clients the importance of staying in the market uh, during bad times. For those folks that uh, got scared out uh, in late March uh, and have, are still not in, they missed a, a strong recovery. Uh, it's been the best of times in growth stocks. Uh, growth stocks through last Friday, uh, the Russell 1000 growth index was up 21%. Uh, it's been the best, uh, the worst of times uh, with value stocks. The Russell 1000 value index uh, through last Friday was down almost 10%. So we've seen uh, the market, uh, one part of it doing extremely well, growth stocks like Apple and Amazon, Google, and some of those. Uh, we've seen banks, uh, utilities, uh, oil, uh, some of the uh, of those types of companies uh, down significantly. So uh, we've seen the best and worst in that. And then as we think uh, away from the markets uh, about the pandemic, and, and Josh is going to talk about that just in a moment, uh, this has been one of the worst of times. You know, we've, we've had uh, friends, uh, we've had clients that have been very, very ill. Uh, because of the pandemic, but at the same point, uh, you know, we've heard lots of us have talked about how that this pandemic has slowed us down and given us more family time, and, and we found, we have found some of the best of things uh, even in a tough time. So uh, with that, I'll, I'll turn over to Josh and let him talk more about the pandemic and where we're seeing that and uh, how that's continued to affect the markets. Thanks, Mike. <clears throat> yeah, so in, unless you've been living in a hole for the last eight months, obviously we have a um, a global pandemic currently. You know, if we if we think back to February, 
Um, the markets were, were coming off of a strong 2019. Uh, and then all of a sudden we started hearing news of a, uh, a virus that was in China. Of course, it escaped. Um, and before we knew it, it was spread uh, across the globe. If we look at a vaccine front or a therapeutic front, there's quite a few players that are currently involved with it. It's the likes of Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, Glasgow SmithKline, Moderna. What's interesting is each of these companies, and there's plenty more, they're collaborating with universities, uh, institutes, and other companies to come up with different types of vaccines. Once again, there, there isn't a race to just one vaccine. Each of these companies are doing something a little bit different and the effectiveness or who it will be applied to could possibly be different. Um, and really from a time frame, you know, I would expect something at the, at the latter part of this year into early 2021. At that point in time, you know, it, it is going to take time for distribution um, implementation of these uh, vaccines, but I have full confidence that we will have numerous options in place. But until that time period, you know, it is going to be a bumpy ride. There's going to be weeks in the market where we're really excited and very optimistic, and then there's going to be other weeks where we're going to continue to scratch our head. So um, that's really from a vaccine front. Uh, of where we're at, you know, it's 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 a fluid environment. I would say on a daily basis, it seems like many of these great pharma pharmaceutical companies are moving to a, an additional phase or learning more uh, about the the COVID nineteen virus. Something else that is on a lot of investors' minds right now is we have an election coming up. Uh, I believe less than ninety days away course, we have conventions going on um, and people <clears throat> making their point. What I would tell you from a, a statistical and a market standpoint, and this may hurt some people's feelings, is at the end of the day, the markets have little concern of who the president of the United States is. What they truly want to know is what that individual's policies are, what their rules are going to be, and what their agenda is. At that point, the great companies of our country are able to adjust and work around. And why I say that is because we have data that's been provided to us and it shows um, the stock market performance back to 1945 all the way through year to date. And it, what it shows is what, um, who was in, the Oval Office, as far as a Democrat or Republican, who controlled the House and who controlled um, the Senate. What's interesting is you compile all that data and what it shows is there's really not much difference besides the point that we like a divided um, political system. So if, if the Republicans are in the White House, they like a, a Democrat uh, House or Senate. And, and really, like I said, as you look all the way back to 1945, it's pretty much a wash during that period. Thanks, Josh. Um, thanks, Josh, for the information on, on that. 
I'm going to turn it now over to Andrew. Andrew has some updates on some planning strategies that, um, that we have been, been implementing to some degree over the last several years, but really with our new partnership with Baird, Baird's Financial Planning Department and Resources, um, you know, and with, with Andrew's oversight on planning strategies for our group, uh, we've really, you know, been able, been able to kind of open up what we're providing to clients even more uh, during that time. So, Andrew, um, what would you like to talk to us about today? Yeah, thanks, Drew. So something that's come up quite a bit here with our group over the last six months as we are meeting with clients and, and potential prospects, many companies throughout this pandemic have been offering um, early retirement packages to some of their employees that have been there for a number of years. And so, you know, and just in general, more people are thinking about retirement um, and using this um, transition period as a time to potentially make that leap. So we're having more and more conversations with clients about um, pensions that they're being offered by their employer and social security. And those are both um, two very big decisions that, that people make and they usually only make them once in their life. So, you know, they want to make sure it, it, it's right. So with a pension, um, of course, many, many employers now offer 401k plans um, where, you know, employees are investing their own dollars into the plan and we'll work with them to continue to invest those funds and, and um, use those in retirement. But pensions, uh, they aren't around as much anymore, but we are still seeing those being offered. And often those come to you in the form of, uh, you know, six or seven options. Um, if, if you're offered a pension from your employer, they'll oftentimes give you the option to take that as a one-time lump sum amount that you can then roll over into a tax deferred account um, and invest um, with an advisor. Or you can take that lump sum and rather than take it all at once, you can just receive um, an annuity or a monthly benefit instead. And oftentimes we, when we initiate those conversations with clients or prospects, um, what we hear is that typically they've talked with their coworkers about um, things they're going to be doing with it. And, and I can speak for myself, the advisors here do that the, the same with our own benefits package with Bayer. We want to know what are our coworkers doing and what do they think? Um, however, there's a there's a little bit of danger in that is because when you're thinking about taking a pension or taking Social Security, there's a number of financial factors that, that need to be considered when making that decision. So um, just because a coworker um, chooses option A, that may not be the best option for you based on things that they may not know about you. Some of those factors could include, you know, other other assets, other streams of income. If you have significant assets in a 401k plan or maybe rental properties or other farm income, other types of assets that you can depend on, those are things that, that we would want to know. Um, what's, the relation, what's the age difference between you and your spouse? Um, longevity, those are, are things that come into play at that point. So when, you, when you're offered a pension, those are, are very complicated decisions and ones that shouldn't be taken lightly. And it's worth us doing an analysis and, and doing a little bit deeper dive to see what's the best option for you. And then with social security, you know, there, there's a number of people that take the route of I'm going to take my social security when I turn 62 and, and move on. 
and that's not always the the best case. Um, you know, we often see people leaving money on the table um, by not using a a strategy between them and their spouse um, to potentially you know let their benefit grow and and have a, a greater income down the road. So. Um, all, all that to say the pension and social security are both very integral parts of our retirement income aspect. Um, of course, we, we manage investments and, and depend on those, but um, the pensions and the social security are things that you typically get one shot at and it, it's worth um, sitting down, doing a little bit deeper dive and, and really um, feeling comfortable and confident in that decision. So, if, if that may be you, if you've received a, you know, an offer from your company for a potential retirement package, or you know somebody that, that has, we'd be happy to you know, do a free consultation with them and just sit down and look at their options and just have a conversation and see what may make the most sense for them. So that's something that we've seen more of in the last six to eight months with everything that's gone on, um, probably more so than we had uh, previously. Drew? Thanks, Andrew, for that. Yeah, and, and it's an excellent point that it, during this last six months, companies have really accelerated those buyouts. So we know a lot of people are dealing with that. We know our clients, uh, either some are or know people that are dealing with that. So it's something that we you know, love the opportunity to help with. Uh, something that Mike taught me a long time ago is that uh, if you are going to build a house, you start with a plan. And, um, you know, working with a group like ours, like you mentioned, Andrew, you get one chance to do it right. And we've helped hundreds, hundreds of people through their retirement over the years. Um, also, would just like to point out that you all um, understand that we all have different areas of specialty within our group. Josh and Mike are talking with you about the markets and the economy. And Andrew, a certified financial planner on our team, has really stepped up and, and taken, taken over our planning department and running those analysis and assisting with everyone there. So um, Andrew, thanks for that update. Um, I just want to say thank you to all of our clients. Thanks for tuning in. We are committed to providing these monthly updates for you. We want them to be beneficial uh, and give you, you know, just timely information on what's going on, what's going on with our practice and, and things you need to know. So thanks everyone for tuning in to uh, the JPR Advisor Roundtable for August of 2020. And we look forward to seeing you again next month. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast. You may visit our website at thejprgroup.com for more information about our team or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to speak to a financial advisor on our team, please contact our office at 270-467-9664. We hope to hear from you soon. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The information is considered to be from reliable sources, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and guest and are not necessarily those of Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc. 
Baird does not offer tax or legal advice. Securities and Investment Advisory Services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc., a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Member FINRA and SIPC.